So I had to figure out another way to live life and another way to experience things, to do things, to like to get out of my comfort zone, to get out of the, you know, thinking outside the box. So what the only thing that came up to my mind, it was that I needed to distance myself from my environment at that time. Uh, And that's how I just, um, I sold everything I had. I booked a one-way ticket to Australia and I just left and started a, a whole new life. Hey folks, welcome to our show, African Nomad Podcast. This is a monthly show committed in helping you rethink and redefine your idea of traveling and having adventure in your life, expanding your view, desire, interest, and pushing yourself to go out of your comfort zone. It's your boy Abdul, your host for the show. Welcome on board and let's get ready to take off. Today, we're going to talk about one special guest coming from a beautiful country, and she is a specialist of the feng shui. She's a consultant, also known as a Chinese geomancy, a pseudo-scientific traditional practice originated from China, which claims to use energy forces to harmonize individuals with their surrounding environment. She is um, she has traveled for like six years, and she's been learning about planet, people, culture, and belief, and herself. She realized that our direct environment has a huge impact on our overall well-being and success in life, and deeply believes that the more people harmonize the space, the harder year the world would be. Our vision is to create environmental harmony, transforming houses into homes, applying the wisdom of Fang Shui. Please welcome on our podcast show today, Charlie Ropsi. Hey, Charlie. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah. Welcome on our podcast show. How are you feeling? I'm great. Ready for it? Ready? We have lots of sun here, blue sky. It feels great. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here and to connect with all of you guys. So, so for our guests, can you tell us where you are right now? I'm in Spain, uh, on the Costa Blanca. So, is it good over there? Oh yeah, it's good. <laughs> I love. Um, yeah, for me, I really need um, the sun and the warmth, and so this is uh, an environment that I choose to surround myself with. <laughs> every day okay that's great that's great that's great all right so as you know we are talking a lot about traveling and adventures and today we'll be talking about some beautiful things about you and your traveling experience the first question that comes to my mind is how did you appreciate the world before you start traveling like before you start living your own place your own town whatever you had as very precious in the beginning how did you appreciate the world well um that's a very there's a lot of <laughs> answers to that question <laughs> so first of all i'm from belgium originally i grew up in south of france but then before traveling i was uh, back in belgium i was studying and I didn't really feel very comfortable with my life at the time. It was kind of a a dark uh, place for me. And it was not... I didn't know much about... Well, I didn't know it at the time, but uh, I didn't know actually much about the world and uh, what um, is going on out there. I just knew really about my... uh, my own experience there in Belgium, and um, it was very heavy for me there. 
So, so you said you you grew up in the south of France or Belgium? Uh, I grew up in south of France. Okay, where where was that? In Antibes, is near Nice. Oh, near the really? Italian border, yeah. So when I was wow. eight, we moved there with my mom and my brother, mm-hmm. and so we we went after the sun already. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, but then, yeah, when I was back in Belgium, that's a it's a different uh, different weather there, and uh, I, I realized that I was very it was very impactful to me. Um, and even though it's a small country, and I love uh, my roots there, mm-hmm. I knew that it wasn't for me to just stay there my whole life. And uh, that uh, there was something else that I needed to discover and to experience. Great. You wanted to discover. But then when did the idea of traveling come into your mind? When did you start traveling, generally speaking? Uh, Well, so I I was in that dark space. Like, I have to bring you there because that's really how I felt at that moment. I was very depressed. And I, I can now talk about it. And that's just like how it was. And I realized that I just couldn't keep on living life that way that my environment was impacting me a lot and I just couldn't find myself there I didn't relate uh, to the world and to myself there Uh, I was a young adult also so that's when you know you try to discover more about yourself and uh, so I had to figure out another way to live life and another way to experience things to do things to like to get out of my comfort zone to get out of the you know thinking outside the box so what the only thing yeah. that came up to my mind it was that I needed to distance myself from my environment at that time, uh, and that's how I just I sold everything I had. I booked a one-way ticket to Australia, and I just left and started a, a whole new life. So it was quite radical. <laughs> I see, but uh, I, I really want to understand how was your state of mind, and what was that uh, surrounding you? You're talking about or. Um, that environment that was kind of heavy on you that made you start traveling. How, can you explain or elaborate a little bit more about how was that environment? How did it push you to to start traveling? It's so it's a, for me it's at different levels, but I'm very sensitive to my environment, and so you know, like I started here telling you about the sun here in Spain. Like in Belgium, it's gray and he- heavy and raining yeah. every day, you know. And it has an impact on our mood, you know? And that was hard. Yeah. It was hard for me. Um, and then I was um, a student. Uh, I was studying uh, textile design at the time. And I was then relating to how I needed to create textiles and what I needed to do. So I, I was really lost at different levels. I didn't really have uh, many friends. Uh, I didn't, you know, Belgium is a lot about going out and having a beer. I don't drink beer. So <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you, beer, right? you know, yeah, it's like, you're not really Belgian, are you? You know, like, you don't like beer. You're not Belgian. You know? And well, so it's just like a, a lot of different things that uh, started impacting me. And um, at my school, I was surrounded with other students that I had a friend who also got into depression. And I tried to uh, help her out and, uh, you know, go to her place after school and explain to her what we studied and what we did and try to help her with a project. And uh, I realized that actually uh, it dragged me down too. So I was trying to help her, but then it dragged me down also. So so that's 
it's just the the space where where I was at at the time, and I got in into real deep depression. I I became a, a real like zombie. Uh, I couldn't really feel wow, anything okay. anymore, and uh, I locked myself in uh, my house, and uh, that was it. I wasn't going to school anymore or anything like that. So there's a lot. It's a big uh, time of my life where you know we talk about the dark night of the soul. <laughs> That yeah. was it for me. And it lasted for a couple of years. It creeped on me for uh, before that, that I, I didn't see it coming, right? Uh, but that's where I got. And then I had to get myself out of it because, um, well, I, I just didn't want to keep on living my life as a zombie. I had yeah. no feeling. I was, I was numb. I had no interest. I was really in a, in a bad place. I felt lonely because, well, it's the kind of thing that normally you don't talk about when you're depressed or where things are not going well. You know, you see people, yeah. the first thing that we say is like, how are you? And it's like, oh, I'm fine. I'm great. And well, no, not always. You know, sometimes you're not. And I realized that we feel lonely because we just don't talk about those things when many people go through this kind of feelings. So I just want to bring that up. Like it's, it's. An important part because there's so many people who end up uh, killing themselves, you know, and that's not okay mm-hmm. just because we don't speak up. So um, anyway, like I I went to a point where I couldn't go much further down. <laughs> so I just, yeah. uh, I realized though I was aware of my state and I just had to kick my own ass <laughs> to get myself out of it. And that's what I did. And the only way that I had was just to distance myself with everything I knew. And I completely left my comfort zone I by selling everything I had, booking that one-way ticket to Australia. Uh, but it allowed me to discover something new, to change my perspective on things, to meet new people, to live a different kind of life, to learn lang- a, a different language, right? So it broadened yeah. my view on life so much. So that was really <laughs> the shift then. <laughs> All right. That's good. Leaving your comfort zone, right? This is this is something awesome when you start knowing how the world is big and then you were just in one place that is just not making the happiness you're looking for and you're trying to see it elsewhere, right? Yeah, I, I do think that the work needs to be done uh, inside ourselves, right, and with ourselves, but that our environment really impacts us and that sometimes we just need to leave that. And getting out of what we know <laughs> and yeah. our comfort zone is really hard, but it's like the best thing you can do. It's scary. It's, it's scary. Right, right? <laughs> yeah. So, but then what? Then you have, you have so much more to learn and discover and experience that you actually don't know about. And that's why it's scary to leave it because you know what you're leaving behind, but you don't know what you gain yeah. by doing it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't know what I was going to do. I just knew that I needed to find something, to change something, and I couldn't lose anything anymore. I felt like that, that I couldn't lose anything anymore. So all I could do was... Going back up was gaining something. So I just went for it and it changed my life. Yeah. So you're back against the wall. Yeah, I, I see that. So I guess the first place that you traveled to was Australia, right? Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, How was your culture shock? How was your culture shock over there? Because I, I think you leave Europe to another continent, which is super new. Tell us about your culture shock. It is a little bit different <laughs> than uh, what I've done so far. <laughs> so I remember, uh, I remember like landing uh, in Australia and getting in a taxi. And so that was my first conversation with an Australian guy, okay. a taxi driver, right? And he just started telling me about sharks. <laughs> you know? like, Seriously? Yeah, like, welcome to Australia. Don't go to the sea because you might be eaten up by sharks. You know? uh, so it was, uh, it's a, so it was a shock, the cultural experience then when I got there. But the first thing was to meet that person who already shocked me by, you know, telling me how dangerous the country was. So it was, yeah, yeah. I, I just remember <laughs> that moment, uh, kind of funny. But then, yeah, it was, um, it's such a different culture. Um, first, I didn't, I hadn't spoken English for like six years. Like I, I, of course, had English at school, but uh, not mm-hmm. not uh, at university, and I was really struggling to well express myself, but also understand what people were telling me, you know, because they have also their accent, the Australian accent is quite special there, and uh, it was a it was a very interesting uh, experience to to experience this country. But now it's, it's such a big country, yeah. if you know, and I went to different parts of it. I first arrived in Perth, so there you have a city still. So the shock at that wow. level wasn't wasn't that strong for you know I I know about the city but uh, when I started doing road trips and I ended up actually living in Broome, Western Australia, for huh? for a year and a half, which is north of Perth, three thousand kilometers north of Perth, and it's like in the middle of nowhere. And I don't know how I ended up living there for a year and a half, but I just did, and that was okay. very different <laughs> because like that's the bush people, you know, and that's where. You have Aboriginal people, a lot of them living there too. So it's like uh, very mixed uh, from people from uh, Asia also. And yeah, so yeah. I, I just really loved the the meeting of all cultures there, you know, because then we were out of the city and we were really more into the nature and just connecting with people from all kinds of backgrounds. That's awesome. That's awesome. But why Australia? Why not uh, I don't know, Netherlands or Finland or I don't know. Why not the country close to your country then? So far. I know, right? <laughs> I was yeah. like... Just see the sharks. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, sharks, snakes, um, spiders. You've got them all in the street. kangaroos. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, great question because that... So, coming back to how... Uh, to Belgium, how I was feeling there. I actually met um, someone there a few months before I left. I wasn't thinking of Australia. Uh, at that moment, I wasn't even thinking of leaving. And I met that person who told me that his dream was to go to Australia. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Australia? Well, what's there but like red dirt and kangaroos? You know, like Australia. Why Australia? You know? <laughs> and then that person just like started telling me about his dream, telling me from his heart, right, about the country and what he yeah. knew about the, like he had never been there, but he wanted to go there. He knew about the working holiday visa 
so it's a visa that allows you to work in the country for a year, right? Mm-hmm. So now things have changed. Uh, the laws have changed around that. So, um, but it was, I know it was just different when uh, I went there and he just start, started telling me about it. And I kind of fell in love with his dream. And I told him, <laughs> okay, well, what about like, let's go. Like, and he wasn't ready. You know, he wanted to make more money before leaving Belgium yeah. and, uh, there, there was uh, different things that he wanted to do first. Well, me, I was <laughs> in that dark space and I really needed right now to change things around. And so I just, I just uh, started watching a uh, lot of uh, videos on YouTube about people going to Australia on working holiday visa, how they find a job. You know, it's, it's possible to stay there for a year to get to make some money. And then I was looking at them, like having fun, staying in, like swimming in waterfalls and doing like those <laughs> crazy kind of things. I, imagine like I'm in Belgium, in Brussels, you know, you don't, forget about exotic <laughs> waterfalls there, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have mannequin pits, but that's something different. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. The uh, guy, okay, anyway, Fontaine in Belgium. I so, see the picture. You know, so he just like, he just started telling me about it and I made my, I did my research and I didn't know it at the time. But I realized later on that that's that's called the law of attraction. I was yeah, watching yeah. those people. I was, uh, you know, I was visualizing myself there, having fun, feeling this kind of uh, feelings that were far away from what I was experiencing in my life at that time. And I really started like actually attracting that towards me. I don't know, like it's really I didn't know about the law of attraction at the time, but looking back, that's really what it was. And so, so I just. I just did. I just uh, left for Australia and uh, I went on to live someone else's dream in in a way, you know. So <laughs> at the time, uh, <laughs> I felt a bit guilty first, but I thought that person was going to join me and uh, he always wanted to make more money, you know, before leaving. And there was always mm-hmm. something else. Here, there's, there's a lesson, actually, uh, because then I lived in Australia for two years in the end and then I went to New Zealand. And so that was about two and a half years later that I reconnected to that person, with that person. And I asked him, so did you go to Australia? Like we hadn't talked for so long. And he told me that no, because then, you know, he bought a car and he bought a camera. So he got into debt and then he met someone. So now he had a girlfriend there. So, you know, it's like, I just went for it. I, and I went on to live his dreams in some ways. Like he gave me a dream to follow, to something to, to catch and to follow and to go for. But he stayed behind. It was his dream. And there was always, you know, something that was not allowing him to leave. And then time passed on and he thought that things would allow him to leave because he was just going to make more money. And in the end, he ended up in debt. So it's very interesting now how... You know, we think, oh, we'll do that later. We'll do that later. And then in the end, well, life goes on and other things happen. Yeah. It reminds me of one of the lyrics of Tupac, life goes on. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Yeah. I I quite understand. So just to try to understand more is like there was, if you want a group dream, and then after that, you took ownership of that dream and then you started preparing for that one and then you went for it till Australia and which is 
kind of awesome too. And and after Australia, which other because I believe you travel in different continents, which other places did you visit and uh, why or whatever? Tell tell us more about those places. So after Australia, I went to New Zealand for ten months, uh, just because well, New Zealand wasn't that far away then. <laughs> And uh, I could have a working holiday visa there too. So, but I, I just, I didn't work there. I just traveled all around the country. I bought a car and I just uh, went all over the South Island and then the Northern Island. And from there, I uh, flew to uh, Vietnam because, well, at the time I had um, a boyfriend who just went to Vietnam uh, to. To work, and so I just like met him there. We went to Cambodia, and then we uh, way separated. And I went to Thailand. Uh, I flew to Nepal, and from Nepal I went to Barcelona, so in Spain. That was my first time in Barcelona uh, for an event called My Valley University. Then from there I went to the US. <laughs> And then back to Barcelona wow. and France. And then I traveled around Europe a little bit, uh, Germany. So <laughs> then I was more around Europe that I stayed. So you were, you're, you're kind of like a globetrotter. Yeah, I, I went, well, I didn't go to Africa, but otherwise I went a little bit everywhere. Oh, no. <laughs> know, right? Now I'm so sad. That's your next step, right? Yeah, you need to tell me where to go. <laughs> Come on, you need to validate all the continents. And if you don't have Africa in it, then um, yeah. I think it, you're missing a big point on the map, right? Yeah, now. right. And uh, and South America, so I haven't been there. I would really like to go also. But, you know, I was just, I just followed, followed. I don't know. I just followed at the time, wherever the universe would uh, take me. And I didn't know I was going on the self-discovery journey for so many years when I left you know I thought I was going to Australia for a year and then figure it out from there and then you know I just uh, kept on going and going and going and but it was beautiful and I'm just so grateful for it I have learned a lot I've changed completely changed it's just amazing what travel can do and uh, all the things that you can experience you learn more about the planet you learn more about nature about people uh, cultures beliefs because people have different beliefs wherever they, they live and so it's very interesting to yeah. learn the culture and learn you know and the food and languages and the way uh, it just broaden your perspective on on things then when you stay in one place you know you just know about that place and what is right and what yeah. is wrong about you know depending on that place but when you travel mm -hmm. you realize that what you thought was right maybe is not and what you think was wrong maybe is not <laughs> and that you can experience things yeah. differently and and you learn also about feng shui so when does this idea come to your mind well i was interested in it since i was a teenager um, I was interested in all, like, well, I was into the spiritual and energy healing world since I was a teenager, but I never went really deep into it until uh, last year. So when I, well, two years ago now, when I really realized that, because now I was just actually settling down in Spain after all my travels, and I realized looking back, okay, how my environment impacted me and how the environment taught me about things, about life, about myself. And so I wanted to learn more about that. I just like went to a conference around the feng shui and that was like the, 
the moment where I was like, okay, that's what I need to do. Like now everything was coming together. It's like uh, Steve Jobs says that only when you look back, you can see the dots connecting and you can understand why all those things happened. Like for me, like finally now it's coming together. It's been a long journey of figuring it out, but it's about creating environmental harmony and feng shui for me is a tool for it because there's a science behind it's been around for 6,000 years even though there's a lot of mis miscommunications around it in the western world where we think that it's very hoo-hoo stuff but there's actually a, a lot of study behind it also and so yeah it's a it's it really passionates me now to use it to calculate energies in the place so feng shui is a it's, it's like an art, a wisdom or a philosophy, however you want to call it. Um, and it helps you calculate and understand the auspiciousness of a place. So um, uh -huh. to move, everything is energy. Now with quantum physics, we can you know talk about it. Uh, it's being proven by science. And it's really um, helped us to understand what's going on in a place and how you can um, shift the energy that is there um, so that you, it can support you in your life. So in whatever uh, you do in your life. So I, f I find that just so amazing because that's really what I needed at the time when I was in Belgium. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And um, I just want to come back on a point that you just highlighted. You said self-discovering. So this trip, I guess, was a way for you to self-discover. Who is the new Charlie Ropsey? How is the new Charlie Ropsey? Can you tell us about your state of mind right now? <laughs> like, yeah. Because <laughs> the new Charlie Opsi, she's still growing. Like it's it's a, it's still in movement. Uh, so it's it's not something fixed, I think. <laughs> and I think that's for everybody, right? It's life. And uh, I have such a, a different awareness of things, of uh, of myself also, and of the world, and much more compassion for the world, for people, for myself, for nature, uh, much more respect, much more gratitude. And that's what also, I think, helps me now feel how I'm feeling because, well, and like gratitude is it's also something that is proven. Like if you feel grateful, then like you bring those energies, that vibration inside of you and it, it feels good. And then you start seeing mm -hmm. things in a different way. That's the person that I'm still, I'm still learning about myself I'm still learning about the world and I will always be but I now I'm aware of that and I can play with that and uh, discover more of that and experience more of that and just like I think that's what life is is like play and mix things uh, together and see what happens you know and uh, with yourself too like discover more about yourself so if there's something that you used to do it's like trying something different just to see how how it works with me if it works or not and it's just that idea of always growing and transforming and mm -hmm. um learning that's who i am i think and if you know it's a funny answer maybe in some ways but right okay so dear nomad you know now the new charlie ropsey she's a brand new person and has a brand new state of mind which is super awesome so now you said something interesting. You said a quote from Steve Jobs uh, about looking back and seeing the dots and how it's connecting with the future or the person you are in the present moment. 
I feel that you're, you're, you, as I said, you're a globetrotter, you travel a lot, and then you saw many places. And then the dot stopped in Spain. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why settling down? Or is it, is it like a, a break? Or can you tell us? Because I don't understand. This dot is just stopping there. I think that's a question for the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just, it brought me here, back here, and there's a lot of transformation that happened to me in Spain because, so the first time I got to Spain was in Barcelona, was that event uh, that I told you about, Mind Valley University, and that's yeah, where, yeah. you know, I was uh, traveling on my own uh, for a long time, and then suddenly I met that community of amazing people, that's what I needed at that time is like share now and meet all those people. And, and so that moment in Barcelona was very, very special and precious to me. And then a little bit later, I, yeah, it just like called me back to come to back to Barcelona where I stayed for, for a week and I was looking for a house sitting not far and I couldn't find anything, but in Javea, which is 500 kilometers South of, of uh, Barcelona. And I just uh, decided to go for it. I came here, did a house sitting for three weeks, and I had a moment where I went on the beach and I just stopped and looked around. And, you know, I was like my feet in the sand and um, looking at the surface, the sun, the palm trees, and I just started yeah. crying. And I was like, this is home. So I had that, like, moment that just... And I don't know if it's for the long term. I don't know for how long it is, but Spain has a special place in my heart. And in that moment, really, it was like, yeah, this is home for now. You know, I don't know for how long, but this is this is something that this is what I was looking for. And suddenly it was there right in front of me. And I was just like really being in the present moment, you know, and looking around and really taking it, taking it in. It was just so beautiful, and I never left. I just—it's uh, been two years now. <laughs> Didn't leave. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that takes me to question: Do you have any looking back of where you were? Like right now, you're in Spain, and are you looking back? Are you kind of missing? Because you said you said Spain is home, but what about your first home? Are you missing it? So I think Spain is home for now. I think home is a feeling. So it's just that suddenly I could tap into that feeling fully. That when I was in Belgium, I couldn't really tap into that feeling, even though that's where I was born, right? So I am just grateful for my experience so far of life, for the good, the bad, the ugly, the <laughs> because it hasn't always been easy, you know? But uh, yeah. but it has been magical bit by like how it transformed me. I don't I miss all of it in some ways, but I understand <laughs> that it's you know it's part of my experience and it was right at that time of you know I, I it's just I went to those countries at the time where I needed to be in those countries and learn the lesson from that country. I really believe that uh, it's just like I was pushed from one place to the other. And I, looking back at Belgium, well, I just, I have a lot of love for Belgium and uh, this is where I was born and this is where there's a lot of my roots, but it doesn't mean that it's the only place where I can live. 
and um i see yeah you know so i just try to take the good when i go back there and i don't feel like depressed or anxious when i go back to belgium i'm just uh i'm just happy so there's no no hard feelings between the, the country and me anymore right <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. You know what, Charlie Ropsy? <laughs> it's so interesting to talk to you that uh, the time is just flying like so fast. All we're, right. <laughs> we're already at the wrap up right now. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just crazy. But I will just give you this time now because as a, in the beginning, as you could see, I didn't mention some few stuff, but I think you achieved a lot of things. And most importantly, you had an international best-selling book. Yes, uh, actually, it's very interesting because it was just one year ago today <laughs> that I went. Whoa! Really? Yeah. yeah. So. Bravo. <laughs> thanks. So um, yeah, ignite your adventurous spirit is a book uh, that I, I participated in uh, with thirty-five uh, authors from all around the world who just share a story um, about travels and what uh, what we learn from it in it. I'm talking about my time in Nepal and uh, how I actually got lost in the Himalayas in the middle of the night. <laughs> so I won't say wow. more because then <laughs> there's a, a whole chapter that you can read about it. But yeah, it was a, it was one very strange, very weird, very powerful experience that I had there uh, in the middle of uh, pitch black Himalayas at 4 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> wow <laughs> so well i think i I'll, i'll be the first one to actually um just read all the parts and know actually where where you got lost and why and yeah. <laughs> how, how did you overcome the situation kind of curious right now <laughs> yeah you can well you can find the, the book on amazon or you can contact okay. me directly and i can send you a signed copy so anyone who's listening if you're interested i would yeah. i would love to yeah. Yeah, because I, I love to connect with people also and get to know you more and what's interesting you, you know, and uh, just like sign sign the book and send it directly to you, from me to you. Wow, that's, <laughs> from my that's awesome. Up. That's awesome. <laughs> you, you will see my image very soon in some few minutes. Don't worry. <laughs> Awesome. Okay, so um, just to wrap up, I'll, I'll just say that today we had you and we talked about where you started your trip, Australia, and then now you started the different dots in different continents while you're missing another point, which is Africa. Anyway, you will come to that point later. <laughs> and also how this world that just taught you so many things, how you discovered the feng shui, and also how you became a new person. You you settled in another country where you found a beautiful thing. And for now, you're just living your experience, building yourself, building your personality, and building the brand new Charlie Ropsy. And uh Now, this is your time to really tell us everything you couldn't say during the, the interview. I mean, how we could connect with you. What are your, I mean, your future projects and what do you want the world to know about you more? Yeah, great. Thanks. So you can uh, connect with me on uh, charlieropsy.com. So it's C-H-A-R-L-I-E-R-O-P-S-Y.com. And uh, I'm on Facebook also, I'm um, on Minds, on MeWe, <laughs> um, at Charlie Hopsy. And yeah, I think 
really, you know, there's different ways of traveling and you just need to really follow what is calling you. So because there are ways that people say that you should travel or not. There are words that I use for it, like backpackers and nomads, a digital nomad, right? Just Mm -hmm. like if you feel called to discover a new country, just go for it and don't wait that that dream, you know, um, dies and uh, and discover it the way you want to. Right, you want to get a car and tr- do a road trip, do that. You want to stay in uh, hotels around the country, just do that. Like, do whatever calls to you, but get out of your comfort zone and get out there because the world is beautiful and nature is calling you. Wow, that's powerful. That's powerful. Thank you so much, Charlie Ropsey. Today, we had Charlie Ropsey on African Nomad Podcast Show. She's an international bestseller. She's a consultant of Feng Shui, and she's a globetrotter. And our dear nomad, hope you enjoyed this beautiful interview. Thank you so much, and see you soon on the next episode. Uh, thank you so much, Charlie Ropsey, for this beautiful interview. I'm so glad that we could connect and have your experience on our podcast. Thank it's, you so it's much. It's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm really happy that we could share this together. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hey, my dear Nomad, hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. Please visit our website for more stories and experiences and adventures. And also please leave a comment or a review that could be grateful. We love you. Take care of yourself and see you on the next episode of African Nomad Podcast.